And today's year we continue the discussion of calculating the profits and losses. So, today we discuss a piece from the Sefer Ba'erich Tzedakah. It says in the bottom footnote, Tess, Matli Hadavar, Sha'adam Koyna Diril Hashka, a person buys a house and he takes a mortgage. An investment property, let's say, or commercial property, and he has a mortgage. He takes the rent and he pays a mortgage. And are you able to deduct the mortgage payments as a business expense and not to pay meiser? The lechura soif soif, ainu maviach klomei aschiras kasher mechazes tashem askanta. You're not you're not gaining anything from the deal because you walk away with nothing. The the rent pays the mortgage and that's it. So you didn't make any profit. However, obviously the profit is the fact that your mortgage is getting paid off, but you don't actually walk away with cash in your hands each month. Because since at the end of the day, the rent is paying the mortgage and it's become your house. That's also called income. That's also called profit. And therefore, you can't view that as an expense. You have to calculate the profit as profit and regardless of the fact that you go ahead and you pay the mortgage. So this is very important. A person should not think that the mortgage itself is the profit. I'm sorry, that the the mortgage itself is a deduction from the miser. Rather, no, it's not, because it's considered, paying up the mortgage is considered making a profit. Yeah. There are stodden to be made, however. A person should not deduct the mashkant like Rabbi says from the Sechiris, even though Rabbi says there are there is room to be lenient. Now it's possible you could suggest that that's as far as the actual principle. But what about the fact that there's interest payments? Can you calculate the interest payments as a separate um, expense? aside from the mortgage, or no, Rebbe Yashram Shalim were referring to even the interest, anything that has to go into the payment of it. Possibly they would agree that the interest would be different, but the question is why didn't they speak it out? So we move on to Shaila here in the Shevet HaLevi in Yeridea Simon Reish Beis, in Reish Aleph, at the end of Simon Reish Aleph, the Shevet HaLevi discusses a person that has money that he invested and it's sitting in the bank. It's earning money. Now, when do you take off Meister? Every year it makes $500 uh, interest. So do you take it off each year? Or only when you take the money out of the bank? Or the same thing if you sell, let's say, a house. Or I'm saying a house, I don't know, let's, let's use a couch. A couch. He sells a couch and he sells it on credit. But he's not going to get the payment for the couch for another few months. However, he sold the couch at a, at a profit. He turned the profit. So do you take off Meiser right then when you sold the couch or you wait till you actually get the money? And then, you could apply the same thing to real estate or stocks that go up in price 
when is the Chiyav Meiser? That's only when the asset is sold, or as it as soon as it goes up in price. So he says, the Shev of the Levi says, These investments that people invest for long term, and they're considered by the government as profit, does that apply to Meiser as well? This is not considered an expense. This is considered an asek al manas laharviach. It's going to, um, consi- it's, a, it's a business that's going to bring you profit. Since the investment is not concluded until you cash out, until you cash out, there's no chiyav afrosha. However, mikomokim yirshim itas chumra vechazivus ha mitzvah, at least make a calculation. Even if you're not going to give it stuff, at least make a calculation. It could be for 30 years, or who knows how long. Who knows what he's going to, to have to do um, at the end of the day, if he's going to be able to pay it up or not. Now you could add this a discussion as an aside, he doesn't mention it over here, but for people that invest in these kind of policies, many, many times inflation is going to knock the value back to almost where it started from. So even if he, let's say the money is, is doubling over the span of, of 25 years, but nonetheless, by the time 20 years, 5 years are over, the, the actual payout is going to be, is going to, is, the actual payout is going to be only worth as much as it used to be originally. The fastest is that if you're getting more money, you still have to you still have to deduct. At the end of the day, you made that extra money. <coughs> so therefore, even though the 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 buying power of the money may be the same as the original buying power was, but since you made more dollars, you have to take off meiser from that. That's what sounds misvar lachar. Siv es in ois ches in the shevet alevi beini mechiras chayr shavura adayin lekiblu kol hatmura. For example, the couch shaila. Selling a couch on credit, and he didn't get all the profit because he doesn't get paid till later on. So he says that only when you actually receive the payment, that is when the chiyav of ma'asik is fulfilled. And then he ends off with a very nice ending. So Mechanish and Nimsa Nashim Bechwaidah have a dactic in Masayim Bechwaidah Mitzvah Sashar Harbim and Shemayim Yitoil that a person, that person like you, the, sh- the person who's asking the question, people are so careful with their Meiser and they have the, all these kind of Shilas, they should have a lot of Hatzlacha. Now, we mentioned about the inflation Shilas before. Now let's talk about Rabbi Shinnikus Meishir Deichelik Beis discusses like this. If a person has a house and the value goes up, but inflation also goes up, so how do we evaluate the profit? Is that considered more profit or less profit? So before we said, you look at the dollars, but here we're talking about the house itself. What, how do you assess the value of the house? So Ramesha says that Something of such of such value that changes because of the market increase, says Ramesh, you cannot look at it as a pure increase in, in the money that that it's worth. 
For example, you bought a house uh, 10 years ago for a thousand pounds or a thousand dollars, and now 10 years later you sell it for two thousand dollars. So that price, that that extra thousand dollars that you're getting now, says Ramesha, you cannot look at that as the whole thousand dollars as profit. Why? Because inflation-wise, over 10 years, you can't buy as much with the thousand dollars as you used to be able to. So you have to look at the buying power of the money, and therefore, since in relation to something so valuable like a house, that there's all kinds of factors that go into deciding its value, it's not simply dollars. Therefore, says Ramesha, you cannot assess the value simply by the fact you made more dollars on it than it used to be worth, because all the all the variables that go into the calculation of the value of the house are are it's impossible to give it a clear definition of how much you made. Therefore, the best way to judge is according to the buying power of the money on the market. And obviously, today's buying power is not going to be a full thousand dollars more. Since inflation hit, it must be, let's say, I don't know what, it'll be only another four hundred dollars more buying power. Therefore, in practical terms, your whole income was only four hundred dollars. If Kanyevsky in the Sefer Derech Hamuna says in the name of the Chazanish, discussing the Shaila of Meiser for gifts, if a person receives money as a gift, or if receives an item as a gift, how do you calculate the Meiser? So in Tzian Halachos of Cotton Samuel Zion, Chaim Kanyevsky writes, Shemati Shekein Hoyer Marna Chazanish, Vechein Matzot of the Sefer Meiser Ksov Mohamed Reish Chavov, Shein Chubas Yad Alevi, a person who receives a gift, the actual gift, we don't give a miser from the gift. The object that you receive, you don't give the value of miser from that object, against the, that object. However, when it comes to money, the minig is that you do give any money that a person receives as a present. person gives money to buy something is not going to care so much. That a per, the fellow received, let's say, $100,000 to buy an apartment, and he wants to give $10,000 Meiser, so the Chazanish says, you should mark down in your notebook the Chiv of Meiser, and um, you should pay it back slowly. That's only if the money was given to the son, and the son now has to go buy the house. But if the father buys the house directly without giving the money to the son as his own, simply just as an agent to to enact the transaction, in that case, the son-in-law has no... He's only a shliach. He has no chiv to give any meister on his father's money. So there would be no chiv for him to take it off. Now we mentioned earlier in the shir for a meisha 
that there was a father-in-law that didn't want his son-in-law to take off the meiser. So I'm not sure exactly how it would fit together. Probably because over there we know clearly that that's his. It's his, It's like a tonight. It's like almost his intention, clearly. But if it's not something that's clear, there is room to allow that someone should be able to give meiser. That's what's discussed. We're going to see in a minute later on in the Sefer Tzedakah Mishpah. He says this clearly. But before we see that, let's see there's another piece here from the Sefer Ba'aruch Tzedakah in the name of Shlomo Zalman Arbach. Let's say a person receives fringe benefits. He works for a company and they pay medical insurance. Shayla, fringe benefits, Misha medical insurance, the value of the medical insurance could be considered around $3,000 in this case. This is considered a value that's added to the part of the salary. He would have to pay of his own pocket if they wouldn't have paid. Is that considered income? Is that considered income? If you're a person that would have taken an insurance plan, you would have taken out coverage, then you're saving $3,000. That's a $3,000 income. You do have to um, give meiser on it. However, it's not clear if this is the minute that people do to give meiser on such a thing. But apparently, based on Shlomo Zalman, it seems like there's definitely a muckum to do it. Getting back to the shayla which we discussed before about the father-in-law giving money to the son-in-law, um, in the Sefer Tzadokol Mishpat Parakei, at the in middle of the Ois Chafei and Ha'ara. Someone who is supported by his father-in-law. Even if he pays money for the food that he eats. He doesn't have to take off Meister. Um, he supports him. He has nothing of his own. The father-in-law is paying him full support. He can't take money and, and give it to Meister. It's not his to give. The father-in-law is going to have to re, have to replace it. So he has to ask the father permission. If he doesn't want to give it, like we said before from the Chuvur of Maisha, then he's part of from giving it. If he has his own money, then he should take off what he's going to, um, to, to, to be receiving as support. Now, let's say a person... So, what, to sum it, so basically, to sum it up, it comes out like this, that if someone is given, let's say, room and board, he stays... In the house, he's, he's just being supported to live there, so there's no chiv to give meiser at all. Now, the same thing, giving, receiving money to spend. But, if let's say you have an adult person that is supported by his parents completely, he can't take the money and increase their burden, but if he has other sources of income, he should take from those other sources on behalf of the support that he's receiving. And then he says at the end, on the second paragraph, 
a metabolic kitzah, a menashalei asher, so any yochel or shanitz midas anoisein, kemivur b'chayish mishpat, if a person receives a stipend, and he's told specifically, clearly, do not give money from this to the meiser, he shouldn't try to be more from than that, and say, no, I want to give it to meiser, even though, where he'll do it behind the scenes. No, he says, I don't want you to give it to Meister. I'm giving it to you not to give it to Meister. So that, then he should not take off from that money. Again, unless he has his own source of Parnassar from a different angle, so then he has the right to take off from the other money against this money that he's making. But otherwise, to take from this money would be considered going against the express wishes of the person that gave it to him.